This is Women in Leadership Podcast, featuring success insights from women around the globe. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership Podcast, brought to you by the Influence Alliance, the business building community for coaches and consultants who want to build a profitable and scalable business. Now, my guest today says there is no one size fits all approach when it comes to LinkedIn. Stop comparing yourself to others and stay in your own lane. And joining me on today's show is Jennifer Cochran. Now, Jennifer, she is a LinkedIn trainer and strategist who helps female coaches and consultants and trainers to attract their ideal client, to reach that next level of revenue without having to pay for ads or do awkward cold reach or cold outreach. We all hate that, don't we? Now, on today's show, Jennifer's going to share the power of networking and connecting with others, particularly using the LinkedIn platform, the power of personal branding and niching, as well as how to start to value your time, charge your worth. So welcome to the show, Jennifer. Thanks so much, Amri. Thanks for having me. It's great to be chatting to you on the other side of the world and that we've oh, made it work. I, I was saying to one of my guests this morning, because I started interviewing on the, the podcast I batch record, I started off in California and I will finish in the UK this evening. And it really is a global uh, community, which is wonderful because I know that one of the areas that you're going to share today is really about how can we leverage or better leverage the LinkedIn platform because uh, this is something that you're, uh, you know, an expert in and, and highly experienced in. And, and it's often a platform we're not leveraging to the best. Would you agree? Absolutely. I think I think the majority of people, they opened a LinkedIn account recently or years ago and kind of fudged their profile but never did any training on it. So a lot of them think they know what it's about but they don't because they've never delved in deep. Yeah, so let's let's unpack that then. I mean, one of the areas that you mentioned, uh, you know, with the power of networking and, and you just mentioned about the profile, what would you say are some of the things that we need to check for to make sure that when we do start networking, the profile that we have there is going to put our best foot forward? What are some insights here for our profile? I think just doing your research, a lot of people put up what they think they should be putting up, but especially business owners, they don't really do their research and they're not sure of what their keywords are or what their clients are looking for. So I would say if you have an existing audience, you know, doing a survey with them, asking them questions is so valuable for you. And you can basically put those words or phrases back to at your profile so you're found. Likewise, if you were an executive and you're looking for a job, you'd look up a job spec and you'd look at the hard skills and the soft skills and make sure they were throughout your profile so that you're found by a recruiter or a company. The same applies if you're a business owner. So you need to do your research and figure out what are the keywords related to your company, to your clients. And, and there are lots of great keyword sites out there, keyword planner sites that can help you. One I use is moz.com, M-O-Z.com. Another useful site is 
uh, word tracker. So it's just W-O-R-D and then T-R-A-C-K-E-R. And that would give you um, an example of more keywords. So especially on word tracker, you just type in a word. So it could be me, LinkedIn. And then I see all of the other keyword phrases that people are looking for related to LinkedIn. And then I can choose the ones that best suit me. So I think, yeah, yeah going under the hood, and this is like basic business advice, it's not just for LinkedIn, but going under the hood and knowing who you are, what you stand for, what's your vision, what's your mission, what's your message, who's your ideal client, and then building out your profile. <laughs> Whereas yes. a lot of people kind of force something together and they're like, it's not working. And then when I dig deep, They've got no keywords in there and your yes. LinkedIn profile, it works like a website. So branding is lovely and it is super important, but it's all about the words in LinkedIn. So you have to make sure you've got the right words in your profile. And I think one of the things that you mentioned, I want to just stress, you said that some of these things are probably things that they've heard before. Yes. Some of the simplest of things, the reason that's not working is because you haven't actually gone deep enough or uh, you may also be, and this is one of the things I'm sure that you were, you would have a discussion with your clients, when an, an individual or, or an entrepreneur is not really clear on where is my lane, what is my lane, and where do I really want to build my thought leadership around, that comes across in your profile, it comes across in the content you share, because it's so diverse, you're actually stretching yourself so thin. So, okay, so say we've we've gone and we've done a little bit more research on some of those keywords, you've listed some great websites there or resources to check through. What are some things that you can maybe recommend? Because I'm sure that, you know, you mentioned LinkedIn is an area that you are highly experienced in, a thought leader in. How do we, if we are in a competitive market, how do we then take the keywords and, and kind of then differentiate ourselves? So for you, for instance, yes, LinkedIn, but I'm sure that there are things that you do that are quite different and for your specific target market than, say, other people who may be also um, experts, you know, with the LinkedIn profile. What sort of insights can you share here? Once you've got a clear message, that needs to feed through all your content. So like you were saying, if if you have too many messages, you're going to confuse people. And if you've got too many client avatars, and I've been guilty of this. When I started, I had five client avatars. I was talking to like a job seeker, a student, a marketing manager, um, a solopreneur, and a larger company. And it's confusing. And the number one rule of digital marketing is a confused mind will always say no. But if you're clear on who you're talking to, that particular niche, you just tailor your content around them. And it makes your content so much easier. You're not like pulling your hair out going, what am I going to say? So for me at the moment, my, my niche is female entrepreneurs. So I really just, it's basically me five years ago before I set up in business and trying to kind of share and educate the things that I didn't know and I wish I had known. Um, so you can, it makes content creation so much easier if you do niche down. And I get that it is super hard to do because you want to help everyone, but you on LinkedIn, you really need to lead with one thing. Otherwise, it gets confusing and you won't be top of mind, you know. So for me, hopefully people will go, oh, yeah, I'm a female entrepreneur or I know a female entrepreneur who's struggling with LinkedIn. That's Jennifer. Whereas another LinkedIn trainer may kind of lead with corporate workshops, you know. And don't get me wrong, I do do corporate, but I just lead with the female entrepreneur. That is the main niche for me. So I just yeah. think that it just... It, once you're clear and um, your messaging, your content, it just all comes together. 
when you're not niche and not super clear, it's kind of spray and pray and you're just throwing things out there and nothing's really going to stick. Mm-hmm. And it's all about that consistency. And I'd love to say, you know, you're going to show up and it's just going to be a few messages related to your niche and you're going to be, you know, bombarded with, you know, all these prospects. But it, it takes time, which is why you need to have a clear message. And as they say currently, it can take up to like 16 touch points. So you need to have that same message again and again and again and again. So people go, okay, that's what she does. Um, So, yeah, I just think having that clarity and focus and keeping Mm -hmm. things simple. I think people try to complicate things and, you know, they try to sound, I don't know, super intelligent or super formal on LinkedIn. And I think the, the key is just talk like a human being, you know, that way people will resonate with you. And when you've got a simple message, it is easy to understand. Don't overcomplicate things as well. Yeah, I love that. You know, one of the things that we know now is so many more businesses are online, which is a good thing because that means your ideal client is most likely online as well. Uh, However, it makes it all the more important to have a message that really is niched and honed. And one of the things that you said, and I think it's well worth stressing or or just re-emphasizing is that so often, and I would imagine that you get this too, Jennifer, that people think, well, if I reduce my market and niche, that means that whilst I can help these people, I'm, I'm making my market so much more narrow, but I'm sure that when you start working with someone or they'll come to you and they say, Jennifer, I know that you work with female entrepreneurs to help them to become visible on LinkedIn. Do you also help so-and-so? And so that gives an opportunity to, to speak. So you're not actually discrediting all of the other people who you could help. You're actually making it so niche that these people will most likely come to you anyway because they resonate with the message. Is that what's happening to you too? Yeah, definitely. And even though I lead with the kind of female entrepreneur hat, that's the main hat for my content. I do also serve corporates, but the main re- the way I reach them is messaging, DMs because they're not really consuming content as much really as business owners. And that's just a good way for me to reach them. And that seems to work. So you can have other hats. It's just about figuring out what is the best way to reach them. Yeah. Well, that's a great segue into uh, the power of networking, connecting with others. You mentioned the DM. So let's unpack this because I think this is probably one of the biggest areas of confusion. And some of the things that people may be doing could be putting people off. So the one tip is find the best way to reach the particular uh, audience. Because I'm sure if you use like a, 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 a random DM with say maybe some of the female entrepreneurs, they may not as likely be open to responding to you than the corporate. So share a little bit more about how you came up with the, the, that strategy and what are some of the things that you recommend clients do that we can start to implement within our uh, networking and really building connections on LinkedIn? Yeah, I think it's just all about warm outreach and again, doing your research. You know, it's, it's similar if you went to a face-to-face networking event, uh, just but say you belong to chamber of commerce or a bni or something like that and you could go to the host or you maybe you get the delegate list in advance and you look through and you go oh i want to speak to amory and you know maybe you look up the website so you you learn a little tiny bit about amory and then you can go over to the host or go direct and say oh hi amory i've read this about you i'd love to connect to you that will have an impact because you've done that tiny bit of research and you're making that person feel special and the same applies to linkedin it's all about warm outreach. So 
figure out a way that you can start that conversation that doesn't feel cold and icky and spammy. So there's loads of different ways you can do it. One is, do you belong to a shared group on LinkedIn or do you belong to a shared uh, network or association? If so, you just reach out and you just say, you know, hi, I'm Marie. We both belong to the Women's Advanced Network. I would love to connect with you. Warm wishes, best wishes. And you're saying, you know, we've got something in common, short and sweet, and Amory should accept that because she's joined that network to network. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's warm outreach. So that's where I usually start is groups, networks, associations. And I would say I've built about a third of my network that way. Then yeah. if they're not in a shared association or they're not in a LinkedIn group. You can have a look at their LinkedIn groups, see what they belong to. You just go to the very bottom of their profile, click on their interests, and you can see all the groups they're in. So if there is a group that you think, okay, that looks like quite a good group as well, join it. And then that way you can message them for free within the group and say, hi, we both belong to XYZ group on LinkedIn. You know, I'm looking to connect with like minds. I'd love to link up with you. And again, it's warm outreach. You've got something in common. So another thing you can do if none of that works is have a look at your mutual connections. So when you bring them up on LinkedIn, you'll see below your mutuals as your second degree connection. So you'll see you're, you're both connected to say Laura, and then you can look through them and see, well, who do I know the most? Actually, I know Laura the most out of these 10 people. So I'm going to ask Laura to introduce me to Amory and give a good reason as to why you want the introduction. It doesn't have to be war and peace, you know, just some kind of clarification. And that's super powerful. That's like an email introduction. We all look at people that have been introduced to us and and we usually end up on the phone with them on email or on Zoom with them. So that's a way because LinkedIn is not just about your first degree network. It's about leaning in. And I've never had to go to my third degree network. I usually am only one person away from a good opportunity. So don't be afraid to ask for introductions. You're not asking for a recommendation, you're asking for an introduction, which is why you need to be super clear and give that kind of clarity to the person you're asking as well so they know how to position it. Yes. That's another way. And then yeah. another way is just look at their profile, do some research, see if you've got something in common. You know, do you live in the same area? Did you go to the same uni? Um, did you work for the same company? At a basic level, look at their content, look at their posts. And, you know, if they did a really good post recently, which resonated with you or an article, it could even be a year old, reach out and say, you know, hi, Marie, I just read your article on ABC. I really loved it. I'd love to connect with you. Now, who wouldn't want to connect with that person? Because they've done a bit of research. There's a bit of interest in you. And that makes you stand out as opposed to 90% of people on LinkedIn who just fire off the generic requests from the app. They don't personalize at all. So by just doing a sentence or two, that gets you that initial connection, that initial foot in the door. You know, one of the things that I read just recently that someone said, just use the standard response. Now, I used to accept people. However, now I'm being a lot more mindful. Uh, I'd like to know where they connected with us, you know, through because you and I are both part of the Advanced Network, which is, by the way, an incredible network of, uh, you know, of of women leaders in their business. And so I want to be mindful that I I am connecting with people that I may have uh, 
some form of um, connection with outside the LinkedIn. Not that I would not accept, but I'm being a lot more strategic. And that's one of the things, because I want to ask you in a moment, okay, once you do that, what are some of the other steps? Because I think we connect and then it's like, okay, what do I do now? But this goes to show, unless we know who is the person that we want to connect with and we're just randomly connecting with anyone, that's not going to help us either. So you strategically, uh, for your your, uh, strategy, connecting with female business owners. So be mindful. Who do you want to connect with? Be clear on that first. So once then you you connect with them, what would be the next step? And I know this probably, Jennifer, sounds like this is so simple. Yeah, but for some people, this is especially for introverts who are more, you know, <laughs> not going to do that. This is going to be super helpful for them. So, what would be the yeah, next? I mean, and I totally get it. Like, I cover this in strategy sessions and in my program, and I have scripts and templates to nudge people to kind of kick it off. And I think the first thing is if someone accepts your connection request, thank them pip up and say, you know, hi, Mary, thanks so much for linking up and start a conversation. You know, it can be something short and sweet. I reference where I live a lot. I usually reference the weather. I know it's pretty boring, but we all relate to the weather. So I just say, I hope you're having a great day. It's sunny today in Devon. Um, I look forward to reading your content. Something mm-hmm. short and sweet. So you've acknowledged it. And then by kind of name dropping Devon, where I live, or the weather, they usually pip up and say where they are, what it's like, you know. Then you just take the conversation on. You know, I usually move it to an audio message because I don't want to just have endless ping pong of written messages. And I think it's nice for people to hear your voice, realize you're a human being. So sometimes I'll go straight to an audio once they've accepted. I might thank them by audio or I thank them um, in written form. I try to gauge really by their profile. Like you said, we're all different. Some are extroverts, some are introverts. Uh, I kind of go in deep. I've studied DISC and, you know, profiling. So I can usually guess whether somebody is a red, green, blue or yellow type of personality. So at a basic level, are they an extrovert? Are they an introvert? If they're an extrovert, they don't mind. They wouldn't even mind if I went straight in with a video <laughs> just saying, mm-hmm. hey, how are you? But if they're like a, like a blue um task focused introvert that is not going to work they're going to have a heart attack because they're going to be like what is this do i have to do this so i think gauging from someone's profile what is their basic and you can gauge it from their um their content as well so again it's about do your research try and figure out this person's personality type and you can usually get a glean of that from their first message as well whether they give you a lot of information or a little bit of information and then try and kind of mirror their preferred communication style, you know, the same as in real life, you know, you're not going to force someone to get on a video if they hate it, you know, if they want to talk on the phone, get on the phone. And the same applies to LinkedIn really, but it's about just being a human being and having that chit chat first, the same way you would have in a face-to-face event. You don't go straight in. Some people do. It's super annoying. This is why I do. The card is shoved in your face and you're like, whoa, you know, let's have some little yes, chit chat. My widget fired if, you know, buy my widget but come to my yeah. event kind of thing. Yeah. It it's just like doesn't... just be a human being, a little bit of chit chat. You don't need to go hard in, you know. Even here you, you can just make chit chat and, and hopefully they come back, they give you a bit of chit chat. And then you can respond there and then, or you can go back a few days later. I know a lot of people 
you know, they, they might say, what are you working on? And it's good. But, you know, for some people, you need to get to know them more before they, they kind of feel like I'm in a sales process here. What's going to happen? So I don't always go straight in for the kill. If we belong to a similar network like Advance, I'm up for connecting and saying, if you ever want to have a connection call, let me know, because we've got that shared network in common. So obviously, it's different approaches for different people. If I was approaching HR director or a marketing manager about a corporate speaking gig, I probably would go straight in and say, you know, I'd talk a little bit about how I could benefit or the types of workshops I do for other companies. And if this is something that would ever be of interest to you, let me know, because they they're kind of it's not their money i know that sounds terrible but they're that's their job it's their job to get in trainers so you can be a bit more direct with some people but with me and female entrepreneurs i don't go in direct like that i think of what is some kind of value i can give you after a few messages is it inviting you into my linkedin group so you can meet other female entrepreneurs and you can learn about linkedin is it inviting you to my next monthly ask me anything LinkedIn live where you can pick my brain for free. So I usually offer some kind of value like that first so that they can start to trust me. It's all about that know, like and trust and just get to know me before I go in where, hey, do you want a strategy session? Do you want to join my program? It is a relationship. So yeah, just nurturing. I think it's definitely good for all business owners to have some kind of value that they can offer, whether it is a group, popping on a podcast, popping on a live. But I usually ask for permission. You know, I would say, would you like that as opposed to this is my podcast, this is my group, this is my ebook. I think that's where a lot of people go wrong. They kind of ram the value in other people's faces and they forget that person doesn't know you yet. So they're like, I'm, I'm already overwhelmed in my life and my business topped onto LinkedIn for a few minutes. I don't have time to check out this. But if you ask for permission nine out of 10 times, people say to me, when I explain what my group is or explain what my ask me anything is, they go, yeah, I'd love an invite. So I think permission first is always a good approach. Yeah. One of the things I think you mentioned, and this is so valuable in part of business and relationship building, is to do the research first and recognize the different, as you say, personas, the, the disc profile is one that I think many people are familiar with. And I know for me, I'm, I'm more a D and then an I, and I'm quite happy for people to Give me what, you know, share a little bit more about their expertise. And if they've got a resource, um, I'm, I'm happy for them to, to share that. Because then if, if if I don't need it, then I'll say, no, no, thank you, not yeah. now. Or I can certainly keep that on, on record. Uh, because I think there's a balance, isn't there? Because sometimes we can go around and around and around and it's like, just just share, but make yeah. sure you do it in a strategic way and know to whom you're speaking with, or at least kind of gauge, gauge that. You mentioned uh, LinkedIn Live, and I know I know that you do LinkedIn Lives, but these are some other things that you're also doing as part of content sharing. And so share a little bit more about some of the things that you do. And then also, if you would, what your, I mean, whether it's a daily or a weekly, I mean, all of this connecting and following up and so forth, you do this strategically, so I'm sure you put time aside. What does that look like so that it, we, we can at least, for those who don't have this in place, can gauge what you're doing and what maybe other people are doing so that we can put that kind of aside in our diary? Because this is something that is definitely working for you because how many people are following you? You're connected to quite a number of people. Um, I'm connected to over 10,000. I'm not sure they're quite... They'll figure at the moment. But I know I've got just over 30,000 followers. 
Um, But that doesn't necessarily mean that that's amazing because you want to focus on a quality network rather than quantity. So don't, you know, you don't have to have 30,000 followers. And I'd love to say they're all my ideal client. You do get people follow you who aren't your ideal client. But it goes to show that what you're doing is working because people would not necessarily follow you if you weren't giving away valuable content. So what are some of the content strategy that you're doing alongside the connecting? I think, you know, it's all about, again, doing your research and figuring out how much time do you have to spend on LinkedIn because everybody's different. And I personally, I post Monday to Friday. I don't think you necessarily have to post Monday to Friday. You could post three times a week, maybe Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or even one time, you know, one day a week. But if you're just posting one day a week, it has to be good quality content to make you memorable because if people miss one post, then they're only seeing you once every two weeks. Or if they miss those because of timing, um, you're only pipping up ad hoc. So for me, it's about consistency. It doesn't matter whether it's daily, weekly or monthly. I've known some people with amazing weekly posts and amazing monthly posts. So if you're only going to post monthly, it has to be super amazing. It has to be a resource that people look forward to and that keeps you top of mind. But in general, I would say post more than once a month just so you are memorable. People kind of see you showing up again and again, the same as face-to-face networking because it helps to build that know, like, and trust. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing a face-to-face event, you get to know that person over time. Likewise, if you're popping up weekly on LinkedIn, people get to know you. I think... Mm -hmm. You don't always have to post either. So you could show up Monday to Friday, but without always posting. So maybe you're only posting three times a week, but the other days you're posting up and you're commenting. So you're Mm. giving back to your network because every time you leave a comment, you're leaving a little virtual business card of your headshot and your headline. And if you've got an impactful headshot and headline and impactful comments, you will stand out and people will reach out to you on the back of those comments to connect. So yeah. it's not always about your original content. You know, LinkedIn is a social network, so it's a two-way street. So to get traction, you have to give back to your network as well. If you mm-hmm. don't give back to them, when you do your content, you're going to get crickets. You're not going to get any likes or engagement because it just feels like you're using LinkedIn as a notice board. Mm-hmm. And I think get the balance right as well. On LinkedIn, you need to really earn the right to sell. So you can't be constantly buy my product, buy my service, buy my product, buy my service. You have to really follow the 80-20 rule, which is, you know, four days out of five, give amazing, valuable content. So share tips, um, you know, strategies, inform people about things, educate them, inspire them, motivate them, be very customer centric and think, what does my ideal client want to see? how can I feed them that information and then one day a week is a soft push about you and that could be you sharing a testimonial and I usually share a testimonial today on a Thursday I have like the hashtag testimonial Thursday that is my soft push kind of saying this is what I do and this is what other people are saying about me so I think getting the balance right is super important so many business owners come onto LinkedIn and they hear oh I've heard it's a good place to get clients and stuff and like their their whole feed is like a notice board and it's like bye 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 and they're like LinkedIn doesn't work for me I'm not getting any action and I'm like it's you know you are selling the whole time and you have to realize like people don't go on LinkedIn to buy you know 
So if you're going on there selling the whole time, you're never going to get traction. People go on LinkedIn for um, connectivity, to connect with people, for research, for inspiration, to dig deep on things happening in their niche. Um, you know, lots of different reasons, but not to buy. It's not, I don't hop on LinkedIn and think, I'm going to buy a course today. You know, yeah. or I'm going to hire a grad. Sometimes you will. You you will want to hire somebody, and that's fair enough. But in general, it's not a place we go to buy. So that's why you need to nurture those relationships and mm-hmm. to get LinkedIn to leverage it to get those leads and prospects. You need to take people off LinkedIn ASAP. So it's not about hanging out all day with endless content creation endless messaging in the dms it's if you actually strike a balance with somebody you know some people will want to get on the phone pretty much straight away you know i reach out to you and say hi marie we're both members of Devance. do you want to do you know would you like to connect sometime yeah here's my link so by the third message you're on a zoom and that Mm -hmm. can happen if you are strategic and you're reaching out reaching out to the right people so it is about having that strategic approach i would say You can do it daily, you know, do daily outreach. But for me, I prefer to batch. I prefer to either do, you know, weekly or monthly and think, you know, even if it's monthly, who am I reaching out today? Okay, we're both part of the advanced network. I'm going to look at the advanced directory of members and reach out to people I haven't connected with already. What other network do I belong to? I'm going to do the same there. So that's what I do. I batch it. So I don't, you could do it daily. You could reach out to say, five potential clients every day and do it that way but I personally prefer to batch and on a daily basis I'm focused on my post for the day commenting I try to do at least 10 comments every day just so I'm showing up full speed ahead and commenting on your ideal client you know not just commenting for the sake of it on random people because that's not going to really get you the traction you want uh but yeah I'm all about batching so usually monthly if i'm doing a lot of outreach weekly the odd time i might do something longer like an article or just something more in depth but on a daily basis i would say i spend 15 to 20 minutes um some days a little bit longer half an hour and then once a month i could be on there for an hour or two just doing that outreach as well Yes, doing that strategically. I love the batching side of things. And I think that's uh, important that the outreach too. And, and, and imagine on the daily um, aspects of, of what you're doing. I mean, obviously, there may be a post, there's commenting, you allow time for that. Would you respond to people that have responded to you? I mean, that would be something that you would do naturally, wouldn't you? If uh, you- yeah, no, I do that. I mean, you will, the odd time you will get a comment that is spammy. You know, somebody may be hijacking your thread and sharing a link and you're thinking this is nothing to do with anything of this post. For that kind of comment, I just ignore it, you know. But any other comment that is, you know, normal, expected, I definitely go back and go, you know, go back to them. And the same if I did do a LinkedIn Live, obviously while you're doing the live, you can't be in the comments. So once I jump off one of my shows, I'll go back in and then manually go through all the comments, just saying, you know, thanks for joining in if they've Mm -hmm. engaged just you know feeding back on what they've said because LinkedIn is a networking platform I think a lot of people think of it just as social media and a place to just post but it to get a truly working for you you have to you have to network with people and if people have left comments that I don't know from my second degree network or my third degree if they're valuable con you know con like content comments I will reach out and send them a connection request because I'll think 
you're someone I'd like to have in my network because you're someone who's an engager and a giver. Um, so that's another great way to build your network as well. If they've already taken the time to, to show up, they could be a potential lead down the line as well. Yeah. And then you would naturally find when you're doing those things consistently, there may be some things if we're tracking and monitoring, and I think that's also very important, you may then be able to see a, a common theme, if you you will, of coming through that when, and you this is what you spoke about when you were talking about what is the blend of things that are working for you and then continue to do those. There's no point doing continuing to do something which is not really working, but there may be some real key things that you're doing. I love that you've reminded us about commenting on your ideal client's post. Add value because it's so true. And I think this is one of the the things that people don't recognize. The comments that you leave, thoughtful comments, like a, hey, that's wonderful. It's not really going to generate much interest. But the thoughtful comments that add value to the conversation will often be enough for people. And they, people are scrolling through the comments as well, aren't they? They're yeah. not just reading the content but looking at the comments. Yeah, we're all, we're all nosy slash curious. I've had people like two guys at a workshop I did back in the old days face-to-face and they both quoted my comment back to me word for word and it was nothing to do with LinkedIn. It was about um, resilience as a business owner. I can't even remember what it was, but they quoted it back to me word for word because they, they registered with them, stuck in their brain. So comments are content. I think a lot of people are fly away. And I, I'm always conscious people are, you know, they are reading these comments. We are nosy. We want to see what you've got to say. So always like filter yourself for a half a second before you do it because people will read it for sure. Yes, oh, absolutely. Look, I know that we have just scratched the surface, but you have given such incredible value. Jennifer, how can people connect with you? I mean, I know that we're live streaming across a few platforms, including LinkedIn. Connect or follow follow Jennifer. I'm sure that what she said, we can really kind of go and, and have a look at her content, look at her profile. That's always good too. But how? Uh, what are some of the things that you've got coming up and, and how can people work with you? Give, share a little bit more of that too, please. Yeah, I mean, I usually do a monthly Ask Me Anything LinkedIn Live, the first Wednesday of every month at 11 a.m. Um, UK time. So God knows what it is, Australia time, quite late for you. But this month, I'm not actually doing it because I'm going back to Ireland to see my folks for the first time in over two years. But on the positive, I am going to be doing a five-day challenge in September that's going to help people with visibility on their profile. And that's going to be between September the 13th to the 17th that week. And it's going to be held in my LinkedIn group that's called Networking Tips with My Super Connector. I'll share the link with you after, Marie, so you can share it. And the good thing is, if you can't attend it live because of time zone or anything, it doesn't matter. Come in, have a look back on the videos for the day and engage because there will be people doing the challenge from outside different time zones. And you can still add value in the comments. I'll be getting everyone to engage and share feedbacks, you know, um, share screenshots. So you can still get value even if you're not there live. So it's going to be short and sweet. I don't do massive challenges. I've done this one twice this year already. And the daily learning is 15 to 20 minutes max. One day is a bit longer, but in general, it's short and sweet bursts so that you kind of can act, take action, because obviously knowledge is great, but if you don't take action, it's pointless. 
So that is good enough. And I will share the learning, can't we? It's the action taking that really yeah. counts. I love that. I love that. So absolutely, we will get that link so that uh, if people are watching the, the live stream later and we find that people catch up and, and watch later anyway, that the link is there that they can go and, and find that. And you say that you run that um, a number of times per year. So if people do listen to the audio version of this podcast, what would be the website that they would go and check out? Is there a website that we could draw people's attention to? Yeah, sure. So my company's called My Super Connector and the website's just www.mysuperconnector.co.uk. So the, the main two places you'll find me is hanging out on my website or hanging out on LinkedIn. So Jennifer Corcoran, LinkedIn trainer, you'll find me. I'm connected yeah. to Amory. I should pop up. <laughs> That's right. Well, look, thank you so very much. Uh, it's been a wonderful uh, way to finish my evening. Um, you've given me some um, incredible insights too. And it's just consistency, isn't it? Just yeah. keep doing, doing that and uh, you build the momentum. And I think that's where people, that's with any strategy that you use. Don't give up because it takes time yeah. to momentum and it's the momentum that is so very very important to maintain and then uh, you know success will be there whatever that is for you to find you know whether it be increasing the number of people you connected with whether it is speaking opportunities the lives uh clients opportunities referral partners it's it it will it will be there but it will be dependent on the consistency and the the right actions that you're taking each and every day or week or monthly yeah. uh, whatever kind of fits in with your plan. But um, look, thank you so very much for uh, coming on uh, the show. It's been wonderful. And please connect with Jennifer and maybe we'll see you on the the, the uh, live challenge that you've got going yeah. in September with Jennifer too in her group. Terrific. The more the merrier. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And again, it doesn't matter, as you said, with the different time zones. I know Australia and the UK can uh, sometimes have an awkward time zone. Um, it, mind you, it's not too bad at the moment because what time is it for you now? It was 9am when we started. 9am, so, yeah. yeah. So it's 6pm when we started. So, yeah, we can probably catch the um, the replays and, and still continue to communicate if you're this part of the world in your challenge. But, look, thanks once again for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It's been great. And like you said, I completely echo, it's all about their consistency. So keep going. I'd love to say it's a quick win. You know, it can take six months if you're going full steam ahead. It could even take 12 months. But the main thing is once you get your name out there and you become known, then the leads are consistent. So it's worth putting in that time and effort. It is. It so is. Because one of the things that you'll find is that, um, the content, people can go back and find that. When they find you as a great resource, they will probably most likely binge read and binge watch and binge listen uh, to the content that is there on that platform to be found. So definitely, definitely uh, recommend that you go and follow the advice of Jennifer. I mean, you, you're walking your talk anyway. So um, that's uh, fantastic. So thanks again, Jennifer. It's been, been awesome having you on the show. Thanks, Amory. Have a, have a nice evening. <laughs> <laughs> and a nice day to you too. All right, bye for now. This podcast is brought to you by TheInfluenceAlliance.com. Want to influence real change with your message by becoming known as a trusted authority in your industry while building a sustainable and scalable business you love? Find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.TheInfluenceAlliance.com slash podcast series. That's the influencealliance.com slash podcast series.